0: Get the full Bonfire experience on your screen, youtube.com slash bonfiresports. Thumbs up, subscribe, you'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. What a wild day it was in the Canadian Football League today. Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. This is Bonfire Midweek. Darren Bombing, Zach Schnitzer with you for the next hour plus. Joining us on the program, Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. He'll get into uh, his ballot for these controversial CFL All-Star and MO Awards. Danny Austin. Of Post Media out in Calgary. He's also an official voter. He'll join us as well. Zach, uh, I'm going to read the statement from the Canadian Football League that they sent out just a few minutes ago, but before I do, how are you and how excited are you to get into this show with so much craziness going on in the crazy football league?
1: Oh, have- it's the total crazy football league. It's uh, I'm going to call this all Star Gate because you saw some names on there and you scratched your head, right? And- and I'm you know what? Hey, I'm glad they rectified it. I'm not here to pile on. Everybody makes mistakes. Even you and I sometimes make this make mistakes, Darren. So whatever. The, the point is, they got it right. It's embarrassing. But um, yeah, when I saw like Andrew Harris and Donald Rutledge, well, you know, a guy who played well, but got benched. Like, I'm like, what is going on here?
0: Don't give it away yet. Don't give it away yet. Oh, okay. For those of you that aren't aware of what happened on oh, November, geez. people 2nd, aren't aware. Today. Pardon me?
1: People aren't aware?
0: Well, in case where they are you are, living under a rock? Uh, this is the statement the Canadian Football League put out this <laughs> evening on Wednesday, November 2nd. Yeah. I quote, earlier today, the CFL issued a news release announcing this year's East and West Division All-Stars, which were voted on by coaches the media and fans a subsequent examination has revealed that an error was made in the tabulation and weighting of votes, which resulted in errors in that press release. The CFL offers its sincere apologies to everyone involved, especially the players who were incorrectly announced as all stars or were incorrectly left off the list. That would be the initial list. We have also issued an apology to the Canadian Football League Players Association. The responsibility for this mistake rests solely with the CFL and not those who cast ballots or the CFLPA. We want to apologize to our fans for this unacceptable error. A correct list will be issued shortly. End of statement from the CFL. That came out tonight following so many question marks you saw the the youtube thumbnail it tells the whole story all-star shockers inexplicable confounding selections for east and west division all-stars at a lot of positions we will clarify all of that on the program tonight but an (laughs) unprecedented day in the cfl
1: yeah Really, and and you already have like uh, Randy Ambrosi just announced that the partnership with Genius Sports is is going better than he thought. I know this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the All star selecting Darren, but it's just kind of embarrassing that that's uh you know that that's juxtaposition there, and they still haven't announced the halftime act. And hey, I wouldn't be surprised if the hacks halftime act comes out tonight just to uh, just to massage the the embarrassment of. You know, first of all, what's happening with the riders uh, and then and then today. But hey, whatever. We got the new names. I'm just joking, folks. I don't think you live under a rock if you don't get it. You just don't refresh Twitter every five seconds and abandon your responsibilities like I do. So there we go. No, I'm excited to rectify this, Darren. I want to hear all the all the the good players, the great players that are all stars and uh, excited to talk to our friends from here and elsewhere, uh, later in the show, buddy, I'm doing better. Uh, thanks to everybody who checked in on me. I wasn't feeling great last week. Everybody's fine. And, uh, unfortunately my cats are still alive, but other than that, everybody, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I'm allergic to all three of them. They puke every day. doesn't matter what food it is. Like I gotta be a carpet cleaner in my next life. Cause I'm, I'm very good at it. I'm very, very good at it. You're getting skilled. So, there you go. Well, I got practice, skills, practice. Darren. How are you yeah. doing, buddy?
0: No, I'm doing well. Uh, looking forward to the CFL playoffs. We're going to preview the East and West Division semifinals as well. Look to yes, who will move on to Toronto against the Argos, Winnipeg against the Blue Bombers on November 13th. Of course, that path to the 109th Grey Cup in Regina on November 20th. I'm headed to the uh, West semifinal. I will be in Vancouver. Going out on Friday, coming back on Monday. Going to do some uh, on-camera work with Christina Constable and the great team at CFL.ca. Looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can uh, move on from today's um, schmozzle,
1: if you can call it that. <laughs> nice Yiddish word.
0: Well, Shlo-mozzle. okay. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're you're the you're the Jewish component here on uh, Bonfire Midweek. Well, I'm speaking not, of that, Darren, can I just say,
1: at least if they were going to screw up, could they not have put Tom Schnitzler on there at running back? Man, that would have exactly. made my day, man. If Tom, Canadian, Schnitzler...
0: junior, <laughs> Canadian junior football league stud Tom Schnitzler uh, of the Calgary Stampeders.
1: Can you imagine? Um, oh, I, I would have loved it. I, I want to
0: read a tweet from Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press, friend of the show here on Bonfire yes Sports. Sure. We love uh, some hammers. Speaking of friends. Oh, that came out wrong. <laughs> speaking of friends of the show, big shout out to everybody out there joining us live on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, twitter uh if you're not able to see the live chat jump on over to youtube.com slash bonfire sports we got you covered top to bottom all through the cfl playoffs hockey coverage coming in due time here on the channel um but this tweet from jeff hamilton the issue was not too much weight was given to the fan oh pardon me i will i will start over jeff hamilton tweets The issue was too much weight was being given to fan voting and not enough to the media and coaches when determining the final results. Jeff Hamilton continues saying, personally, they should scrap the fan vote and make it worth prize money or a truck or something that represents it as the gimmick that it is. Hold tight before you jump down uh, Jeff Hamilton's throat or mine. I understand what he's saying here because the fan vote should matter but not with so much weight that you know frankly it would just throw off all the voting as it did in the initial round of selections donald rutledge jr was named a cfl west division all-star despite finishing the season on the practice roster um there was andrew harris who was like 15th in yards per rush in the East division this year, he was named an all-star. He only played uh, something like eight games. Uh, There there were lots of, of uh, confusing, strange things. No Nick Dembski, um, you know, uh, a handful of others, nobody on the offensive line in Calgary. We'll talk to Danny Austin uh, out in Calgary about that soon. Um, Have a fan vote, make it matter. But yes, like make it worth a truck or or a prize or cash or something for the fan and for the players to, to maybe split up, that sort of thing. But when it comes to the actual voting, it should be done objectively. I am one of many members of the Football Reporters of Canada who take our job extremely seriously and put a lot of time and effort and thought and consideration and historical reference into our ballots every year four members from each chapter in nine CFL markets, plus the head coach of all nine CFL teams given a vote on these. There's also a national chapter who get a vote as well. Jeff Hamilton saying he's been doing great reporting all night, as has Danny Austin and Ted Wyman and and so many others um, that the issue was too much weight was given to the fan vote. And that kind of threw everything off.
1: And that that shouldn't offend you as a fan. I got to say like, the I think uh Kevin Sproul said it well, right? Uh shout out to Kevin, how you doing? Uh we we do. We we vote with our heart, and we have you know Winnipeg Itis, right? We talked about this last time with with the MOC Darren. I mean, I'm gonna I my first thought and and my first heartbeat is to say, Nick Dembski. He had 10 touchdowns, he had a pile of yards, he did it, he did it through the air, he did it from the ground, but like we don't follow. I mean, most Winnipeg fans, for example, we don't follow Curly Gittins as much, or Keon Schaefer Baker, or the Phil Potts. Like, it's just you need people that are more objective, people like yourself and Hamilton and 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 Wyman, like folks who are going to call up someone like Joey Alfieri in Montreal or coaches or or people in management you know across the CFL that see that team every day, see it on film, and like, hey. Who's the best old lineman who, who, who sticks out? Like, what are we not seeing here? I, I think that's super important for these league awards. And, and don't forget for the players, these awards mean more than just, you know, they're not just an honorific. Like these could turn into dollars and contracts and, and legacies. So I, I agree, Darren. And I think if you're a fan, I'm totally happy with it being a truck. Especially if it has that Adam Big Hill rap on it uh, <laughs> that he has. I forget which dealership it is, but it's pretty sweet.
0: Well, let, let's bring in one of the Football Reporters of Canada voters. He is the Winnipeg chapter chair of the Football Reporters of Canada. And that's Ted Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun. Teddy, how are you, man? Uh, good to have you back on the channel. How are you?
2: I'm fantastic, man. Great to see you guys.
0: Yeah, hey, really Ted, good to how have you, Ted, and, uh, you know, looking forward to this conversation. Crazy day in the CFL. You've been covering this league and sports in Winnipeg for a very long time. Uh, have you ever seen anything like this? Have you ever heard of anything like this happening?
2: Well, I had never thought about it yet, DB, whether I've heard about it before, but, uh, you know, it's it's not like, it's not usual. It's, can you guys hear
1: me? Yep. Yeah.
2: It's fantastic, actually, that we are talking about this because something really unusual did happen today, right? Like, I mean, none of us expected it, but I have to say that as a member of the FRC and as somebody who talked to my colleagues, I was advised by those first list of uh, all-stars that came out. They just didn't make sense, right? It It was like, how could we possibly have made this vote happened it's not the players that you would have expected i talked to other people i knew how other people were voting and all of a sudden we had this you know list that just didn't make a lot of sense and we all went on social media and we all discussed it and we all put out our votes and and, and people could see clearly that it wasn't really what we were expecting but the fact is you know there had been this added element of a fan vote put in and we didn't know how much of an effect that would have and so when you look at that and you you have to try to take it in stride and say the league wanted to include fans in this, and maybe that particular aspect of it skewed the vote a little bit. Well, I don't think it actually skewed the vote as much in the areas where I thought it was. Uh, you know, like, for instance, I thought when Janarian Grant was named the special teams player on <laughs> right. all-star, what right. hadn't been the nominee for most outstanding special teams player that went to Mary Walford. I thought that might've been something to do with the fan vote. Well, as it turns out, that one wasn't, that one is still, uh, you know, still an accurate part of the vote, but what was, you know, there was a whole lot of names on there that just didn't really make sense. And they were removed uh, in the end by the CFL in a, a kind of a stunning move. Somebody had to mea culpa and say, we didn't do this right. I guess you have to give them credit for coming forward and doing it right. But, but it isn't a great look on the CFL today. There's no doubt about it. All three of us here on here love this league. Uh, all of our, you know, colleagues love this league. We don't want to see them have days like this. But unfortunately, it is a day like this.
0: Yep. Craig Smith, uh, Craig, longtime, uh, CFL longtime CFL player, CFL personnel, player personnel man, player personnel, man, uh, joining uh, in and I saying, I love the CFL, worked it for two years. That was an embarrassment. Ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. indeed. I mean, yeah. they have certain you know, I mean, things out. They
3: have sprinting.
0: And uh, uh, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of feedback here, but uh, I digress. Let's bring up the updated ballot in the CFL. And it starts with the quarterbacks, of course. McLeod Bethel-Thompson and Zach Kolaris in the East and West, respectively. AJ Olette named an East Division All-Star at running back. That previously was Andrew Harris, um, Kadeem Carey named in the West, Gina Lewis, Curly Gittens Jr., Jalen Ackland, Tim White, and Steven Dunbar named the East division wide receivers in the West. No surprise. Dalton shown Dominique Grimes, Malik Henry, Nick Dembski, who was originally left off the ballot and Kenny Lawler in Edmonton. Before we get into the offensive line, fellas, um, did they straighten it out? Uh, satisfaction. That's pretty, uh, pretty in line with what I voted for.
2: Exactly who I voted for in terms of uh, all of those players so far, including the receivers. And the receiver situation was something that I was surprised by, to be honest. When I saw that, I couldn't believe Malik Henry wasn't in there. I was very Mm -hmm. surprised that Nick Dembski wasn't in there. Instead, it was uh, Lucky Whitehead on the original list and Kian Sheffield Baker from the Rough Riders. I don't think Schaefer-Baker would have been a bad pick, but I couldn't understand where the whitehead thing was coming from because comparably to these other receivers, it was not close.
1: Moving and down. I like, I like seeing AJ Olet on there. The guy the guy is a, a was workout fantastic. fiend and, and a nice story and has a sweet beard. So, hey, win on all fronts.
0: Uh, in the East, going from center to guard to tackle, uh, Justin Lawrence, Brandon Revenberg, Jacob Ruby, Dayon Allen and Landon Rice in the east, Sean McEwen at center for the west, which I think they got right. That was definitely my vote. He's frankly been my center vote the last couple years. Pat Newfeld of the Blue Bombers and Ryan Sevier at guard, and then Stanley Bryant and Derek Dennis at tackle. Uh, let's get your perspective on this, Zach. Derek Dennis. Named a West division all-star this morning. It was Jamarcus Hardrick at tackle. (laughs) Now it's Derek Dennis.
1: Well, that's, that's what we were talking about that uh, just before Ted came on, Darren, where, where as a fan, we vote with our heart. And I saw Jamarcus Hardrick on there and I was like, sweet, Jamarcus Hardrick is on there. But yeah, I mean, just given the stats and how, how well Calgary protected both Bo and the mayor, The new guy in town and and just their run game was superb. I mean, it just makes sense, right? Um, As much as I have Winnipeg-itis, that's the last time I'll say Winnipeg-itis because it it (laughs) sounds like a disease and it's not a bad thing. But yeah, no, I'm happy Derek Dennis is on there if I take off my blue goggles. Now, Ted,
0: you know that this is one of the hardest positions to vote for. And I imagine for fans, even more difficult because they can't, uh, you know, that they don't have those conversations around the league with, uh, you know, the the people that know these things.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, and and I'll say this. uh, I think that uh, Stanley Bryant was my number one vote for tackle, but it doesn't differentiate on the vote as to whether it's a right tackle or a left tackle. So I had Stanley Bryant. I had uh, Derek Dennis. Joel Figueroa, and then uh, Jamarcus Hardrick. And I'm not going to say that because I voted that way, I thought it was odd, but I did think it was a little bit odd about Hardrick being in there because those of us in Winnipeg who watched this year weren't as impressed with him as we have been in years past. I mean, we weren't as impressed with Stanley Bryant as we have been in years past, but the guy is still great. And, uh, you know, he still is right there at the top, and he is the most outstanding offensive lineman in the West by the vote. It's just that, um, you know, that offensive line position is tough. You have to talk to people, you have to talk to coaches, and you have to look at what stats you can have. And if you do look at the stats, the Stampeders allowed the fewest sacks and they had the best rushing game. So those are stats that support a team having at least one and and potentially more offensive linemen on the All-Star team. And as it turns out, it's been correctly uh, done that way and the Stampeders are recognized.
0: Uh, Let's quickly go through uh, the defense and then Ted great to have you on board Uh, one of the official voters in the football reporters of Canada joining us here on bonfire midweek Uh, defensive ends and defensive tackles in the east Lorenzo Malden uh, of Ottawa had a fantastic year Julian Hauser from Hamilton Micah Johnson and Sean Oakman. Uh, In Toronto, over in the West, Willie Jefferson and Sean Lemon. Lots of conversation there for most outstanding defensive player in the league or in the West. They're both West Division All-Stars. Jake Ceresna and Mike Rose. I love these picks. It's exactly how I voted. Ceresna and Rose aren't talked about a lot with a lot of the defensive line talent in the CFL today. Glad those guys got their recognition uh, that, that they were due.
2: I don't think that that's a surprise at all there, DB, on, on that list. That's exactly what I would have picked or did pick. And, and in all honesty, you know, it was a tough pick just between Sean Lemon and Willie Jefferson for me for the most outstanding defensive player. Sean Lemon had the more supportive stats for it. There's no question about it. And I did end up voting for him. But, you know, Willie Jefferson does so much on every play, knockdowns, uh, you know, pressures. He's dropping back into coverage. He does so many different things. It causes chaos. It makes that a tougher vote than a lot of people would think, because the numbers, if you're just going to look at sacks that certainly supports Lemon. But I think he's deserving of uh, of that recognition right now. Yeah,
1: is, is, no there any, is there any thought, gentlemen, to sort of a legacy sort of thing? We talked about this, Darren, a, a week ago. That, you know, Sean Lemon has played for X number of years, never won an award. And it's sort of the mm-hmm. aggregate of what he's done. Do do people think about that when they vote?
0: Okay. Not at all. As like a, uh, well, Ted, some, something I mentioned uh, last week on the show is I might use that as kind of like a tiebreaker. If I'm really stuck between two, I might give it to the guy that maybe hasn't received the recognition in years past. But I definitely don't use it as a, a main um, you know, criteria
1: right. for, for a selection. Well, and the other question I had is, is, is pressures because uh, Ted, you mentioned pressures, which can be even more influential than sacks and, and especially with an, with a guy like Willie Jefferson, who's a game wrecker who may not get the stats, but he's all over the place. Uh, CFL doesn't measure that anymore. How hard does that make your jobs? Does that make it, Harder, And then you have to do more background research, call more coaches and and videographers and GMs and whatnot.
2: We have Derek Taylor, who is the king of the stats.
1: So (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness.
2: I'll tell you that Willie Jefferson was very high up there in the pressures. But, you know, I I don't the last time he showed the pressures to me, Sean Lemon wasn't even the leader on his own team in pressures. I mean, there is questions like, right, that's what I think Sean Lemon has had a great year. I'm glad he's being recognized. I did vote for him, but the truth is that off that defensive line in Calgary was excellent. There was a lot of guys yeah. putting up numbers. So, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a tough one, right? Like, you can't. I th- think we are trying as a group in the Football Reporters of Canada to recognize players that maybe the stats don't always point to, right? Because you, if you watch the games, you know guys that make that cause that havoc and, and make friends. And if you do end up just voting on stats, then I mean, the truth is there are some people that do because, and and I'm going to have to admit, I do somewhat too, because I don't see every minute of every game that is played by DC or Saskatchewan or Edmonton or Calgary. I see a lot of it. I try my best to watch as much of it as I can, but I don't see every minute of it. And you're not analyzing it in the same way as you are when you're watching the Bombers. So understandably. You're going to make a combination of what you've seen and what you read in terms of the stats and try to make your most educated vote on that. Now, the truth is, sometimes it gets a little bit skewed when it comes to the stats. But I think this second list that has come out is pretty darn good,
3: i got to tell you.
0: I I absolutely agree. And uh, Ted, we're just going to keep you for a couple more minutes. We got Danny Austin, your uh, colleague at Post Media. He is in Calgary. Another uh, FRC voter will join us uh, in just a couple minutes time. But let's quickly go through uh, the rest of the defense. Uh, Winton McManus, Javan Santos Knox named the all-star linebackers in the East. Adam Bighill and Cameron Judge in the West. CLB stands for Cover linebacker, the dimebacker spot, the strong side linebacker. It's essentially a DB. They finally got this right. Cameron Kelly of the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the East. Uh, I had Chris Edwards of the Toronto Argonauts, number one, Kelly, two, but that's a good pick there. Derek Moncrief, to me, uh deserving of, of this award in the West. Uh, the East Division defensive backs Jamal Peters, Jumal Roll, Richard Leonard, Wesley Sutton. uh uh, gary peters jonathan moxie marcus sales and dietrich nichols the human tarpaulin in the west Luches purifoy is the western (laughs) safety all-star tunde and delicate the eastern all-star of the hamilton tiger cats seth small uh and renee Perez, the kickers east and west respectively john haggerty and cody grace punting and then special teamer chandler worthy in montreal janarian grant of Winnipeg to round things out in the division all-star voting. I'm with you, Ted. The you know confusion and controversy and uh mistakes earlier in the day, I feel pretty much fully rectified. I feel very good about uh, you know, as a voter and, and just a fan of Canadian football, I feel very good about this this list now.
2: Well, other than one, and I think the fact that janarian Grant, although he had a great season, the fact that he's on as the special teams all-star is not right because Mario Alford was voted as the most outstanding special teams player in the West yeah. Division, and he should be the all-star. I mean, I, I'm just going to... I'm sorry, that's just the truth. The voters clearly didn't make that connection between the two, but they should have. I mean, you you can't vote for one in one place and not the other. It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: How do, but sorry. there
2: are in the consideration when you're doing the all-star vote so uh you know i guess that makes some sense but uh it, it, it's a little odd that that's the way that worked out and if there was any other one that i would question on there i mean i certainly was surprised when winston rose was on the list earlier and he's not anymore i certainly was surprised when was on the list earlier and he's not anymore and i, I and i really think although adam big hill is one of the best players in the cfl uh you know an incredible offensive player with Tremendous skill, playmaking ability, leadership. He does everything. And he's fully worthy of being uh, one of the all-star linebackers. I truly believe that there may have been this year an, a really good argument for it to be maybe Jameer Thurman or Darnell Sankey. Uh, yeah. Thurman's in-, Sankey's in Saskatchewan. And Cameron Judge, who did get on the list. I think those guys all had, uh, you know, really good arguments to be the guy this year.
0: No, Well put. Well put Ted. Uh, we'll have to leave it there. Uh, so much conversation around this uh, to get to. So thank you so much for your time. I advise everybody to follow you on Twitter at Ted underscore Wyman and uh, read his work in the Winnipeg Sun. Thanks again, Teddy. Uh, we will uh, we'll be talking to you soon see it, the playoffs. Uh, just getting ramped up here.
2: See you Zach, see you DB and have fun with Danny. That's going to be interesting.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Ted Wyman joining us here. and uh yeah, you know, great to have uh his perspective on that, Zach. Um, and uh yeah, when when he says uh Danny's gonna be good, you you hang tight, everybody for that. uh it will be good. Danny always brings the heat uh, and today uh things were boiling uh out uh, out west Well, I, and, and really, I uh, could uh, imagine
1: uh, for them if none of their O-linemen were on there, it would have been just like, boiling right and it would be like for you if dietrich nichols wasn't on there like your head would have exploded buddy
0: yeah well i i, I see danny <laughs> i see danny in the green room but i do want right. to mention this first i'm super super excited about this and zach you know how jacked i am yes. uh, about this as well uh this season we have a new sponsor here on bonfire sports and so glad it is a great local business and iconic spot it is shannon's irish pub and eatery there is a reason they have uh lasted the test of time iconic tried and true and so unique under the streets of downtown winnipeg shannon's irish pub and eatery have got you covered on game days, home or away, Jets or Blue Bombers. They are just a slap shot down the street from True North Square. Go check them out Uh, on Jets game days. Whether they're home or away, they'll have the games on the TV regardless. Uh, They've got uh, burger, fish, and finger meal specials. Uh, that come with your choice of a 16 ounce draft. As you see there on the screen, 21 beers on tap. They take care of their lines, always cold, always fresh. Really good, premium, import and domestic uh choices for you. Uh they got original Shannon's burger, the lamb burger, the new mm. venison and wild boar burger. Oof. Fish and chips of course, you can get your cod and chips, uh always a staple at Shine- Shannon's Irish Pub fingers and chips. Okay. Look the venison and the boar, the wild boar burgers there must have get down there. You're going, you're not going to regret it. Uh, Awesome to have Gerard and Louise on board uh, for the next year here on bonfire sports. I had their wings a couple of weeks ago, Zach, like these aren't just their, you know, little chicken wings you find at a, at a chain restaurant. They do it right. Gerard has that kitchen running tip top. and, And as I mentioned, They've got all your favorite beverages as well and just a, a really cool community and atmosphere at Shannon's.
1: Well, and they're getting some serious love from the chat here, Darren, which doesn't surprise you or me. And venison and boar burger. My goodness, I have to get down there, my friend. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great.
0: Maybe we'll have a little uh, post-Grey Cup uh, shindig at Shannon's uh, a little bit later uh, this month. Okay, let's bring in the man himself, Danny Austin of Post Media in Calgary, joining us here on Bonfire Midweek. Danny, tell me about the emotional roller coaster that was Wednesday in the CFL from your perspective.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the Stampeders were right in the middle of it, right? So, like, I've aged 10 years. I woke up this morning. Uh, it's been a- <laughs> man, so nice. uh, I mean, I thought that was an it, eye turn behind up, you, actually. <laughs> it's not. It's just a huge... Um, like, really, it's an enormous <laughs> Um Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think we... Particularly from a Calgary perspective, uh, when the CFL sent out its, its West Division sort of all-stars, there were pretty notable names missing. I think that uh, I've been quite vocal. I uh, that the Stampeders had the best offensive line in the league this year. Um, certainly Derek Dennis been in consideration, Ryan Sevier, Zach Williams, Manitoba. Um, You know, so seeing none of their names. This is a team that ran the ball more than any team that allowed 12 less sacks than any other team. The fact that I saw none of those names on there probably should have tipped me off that something was going wrong. But we also didn't see Malik Henry. So it was a weird way to start the day. You know, CFL media tweet about it and felt kind of awful because you want to be the guy cheering on your hometown own guys but around the league media kind of said hey yeah there's something wrong here but middle of the day and you know i I gotta give tried to find it on the cfl website and couldn't that's where i was like something's up here guys there's not 16 toronto something's going on uh started right in the cfl didn't hear back called jeff hamilton one of my sources was like yeah yeah, they're, they're doing a recount and like a recount, how did the, guys I'm lost for words. I try to be a professional, but I got a straight and narrow drink here. I got, I got to have a drink because it, it, it was too. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I I'm just glad they got it straightened out, right? We have the right people in those spots now. Uh, and, and you mentioned that offensive line, there were no offensive linemen, on the Calgary Stampeders, uh, named West Division All-Stars. Therefore, none would be named League All-Stars. Uh, I voted for Ryan Sevier. I voted for Sean McEwen at centre. Uh, Derek Dennis uh, w- was on my ballot as well. Uh, when a team has the best rushing attack in the league, they've done it with Kadim Carey. They've done it with Dedrick Mills. They've done it with Peyton Logan uh, and have a lot of people Picking them to make some noise in the playoffs in the West Division, Danny, you should be selecting the guys that make all of that happen.
3: That's certainly how I feel. Um, I mean, it's like when I watch this Stampeders team, which I obviously do very closely every game, like the the passing, good. like Jake Mayer is not going to be what gives the Lions or or the Beast or the Blue Bombers trouble. It's going to be that run game and that does all start with those interior linemen in particular um and yeah them that bothered me but um as you said this 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 rush attack i mean the team carry i honestly i obviously think he's the best running I think the numbers speak for themselves i think diedrick mills might be the second best running back in the league if i'm going stand to really going and you know based on how he's rushed the last two games what 100 yards against the riders two weeks ago and then what 120 or so he might have won the rushing title if the guy ahead of him on the Stampeder's O line wasn't Kadeen Carey. So um I you know O line and honestly, I mean I'll be straight up with you. I, I did not vote for Sean McEwen. Um I forget who I voted for. This is a lesson that I've learned. I normally publish who I vote for. I definitely made some mistakes this year that I feel bad about, but I forgot that when you submit, you can't go back and look at who you voted for, and they don't send you a list. So I know I voted for Sevier. I know I voted for Zach Williams. Again, a guy who, like, I honestly expect him to be with the Bombers at some point in his career, and you guys are going to be right. Uh, he's an amazing, amazing young Manitoba player. Um, but those guys, Trent, guys wanna... we got to get this the All-Stars, and I think they got it wrong with, uh, with the offensive line, and I just wanted to see it, you know, I had to call that out. But as you said, they did get it right. It's it's the weird thing about all of this is it's a happy ending. And I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. But I'm sure you guys are dealing with a little bit too, is the CFL is going to get made fun of internationally for this mistake. Like, this is going to end. And, like, it's hard because I was so angry and so upset. And sort of like, I know how big a screw screw up it is, but I don't want to be the one dunking on them because enough people are going to do it for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> go ahead Zach yeah
1: well it, it is you know and honestly it's just uh, from a fan perspective it's sad you know we we you know the people on the, the fire starters on the chat these are the people on the chat uh, uh Daddy. that's what we call them because we're very creative it's the bonfire the fire starters you know they're chopping wood every day I mean for the fans we love the CFL and we love how grassroots it is and all those those folksy things but there's a line where where you become kind of bush league, and you see it where sometimes the refing is awful, and and then you get stuff like this, and um, it's I just mean, not a good look. Every
0: single league complains, like fans complain about the officiating. The NHL, the NFL, Major Fair. League Baseball. It, it doesn't matter. That's not a thing that's unique to the CFL.
1: I'll I'll, I'll step yeah, back. So sometimes it's pretty bad, but. Come on, but it's just like when, th- when there isn't enough media coverage when a league where there's only one station covering covering the league. There's no national broadcast. Right. All right. of They're those just things,
3: right? Covering the league?
1: Well, no, the- no one TV set like like TSN, right? And so that. <laughs> you know, a lot of people want CTV and on the, There's a lot of things about the league, right, that people make fun of and they they joke about. Um, the fact that we lost a season, and and this is just another thing, and I just hope it's it's uh, something that people don't talk about forever, and it doesn't do any uh, permanent damage to the league. Although it is oh, super embarrassing.
3: This is on the list of like teams drafting dead players. Like this is <laughs> this is gonna be a- uh, two teams
0: uh, called the Rough Riders.
3: Two, yeah, this is a hundred percent on the list, and like that's okay. I think that there is still you know, a larger question that eventually we need to start looking at about how All-Star voting works. Um I, I still think that we have particularly out east, and I mean I think not a problem in, in Winnipeg or certainly Saskatchewan, but I'll even admit, I mean, we our three voters are me, the two radio guys who are there every day, and then, you know, the other play by play uh guy, Greg Peterson. So, you know, if we lose one, if Matt Rose from Sportsnet leaves and and, you know, opportunity we will not have for people who are there at practice. Like, I'm not kidding you. And this is not a knock on TSN. TSN has not been a practice since Labor Day. Since the Flames got back, they have not been at a single practice. So, you know, I, I, I still, there was a lot of talk when we had the wrong list about, okay, hey, maybe we need to reform this. Maybe we need to look at what's going on. Uh, I, I still question, and I include myself there. I did not do a good enough job with defensive back win. I, I honestly didn't. I'm embarrassed some of the votes that I did. And there either needs to be some accountability, and I'm pointing the finger at me here, where everything is automatically like I'd be embarrassed if that stuff had gotten out. Um, and they're taking it a little bit away from media. I don't think, and it sucks to say, but I don't think more hand voting necessarily is a the solution there. But there's there are still lessons we kind of need to take away from today, despite the fact that ultimately the list looks pretty good. That's, that's yeah.
1: not really the no,
0: no I, I'm on the same page as, as you there, Danny, but uh, maybe let's put this page behind us now. Uh, no doubt we'll be talking about it uh, throughout the rest of this month. And uh, at the 109th great cup in Regina, the football reporters of Canada hospitality suite is going to be rife with opinions uh, and energy uh, w- with this conversation, no doubt. And Danny, you're one of my favorite people inside or outside of the FRC hospitality suite, but inside you are one uh, that I would never want to go to a Great Cup without. Um, and you know that, buddy. Uh, now, let's move on to In the, same the way, uh, West, I want to make West sure Division. What's that?
3: I want to make sure that's reciprocated. I can't imagine Great Cup without you. Like,
0: let's be clear. No. Well, hey, Bonfire Sports is going to be there. Danny's going to be there. Like, we're, we're going to be there. Zach, you'll be there in spirit. I know.
3: Oh,
1: well, I might I even be don't. there in person. Maybe not in that hospitality room because. Oh, we would get you, you in there. You wouldn't want things to get messy. But I, I would like to just, you know, be a fly on the wall there. Or, or you guys should just record a, a podcast there. And uh, w- oh, uh, whatever you say goes. No editing. Just like naked off the cuff. <laughs> love it it's not to be clear like it is not a scene like it is the opposite of cool
3: it is it's quite nerdery it's a bunch of middle-aged dudes just sitting around talking about cfl and some some ladies
0: in there there's some ladies in there the ladies of canadian football
3: occasionally and we need more and we um but there's a lot of times man like the podcast that's all I'll say well that
0: that's kind of the you know the spirit of this unique thing that is the FRC hospitality suite at the Grey Cup every year is that things are said in there that you would never put on a podcast so uh, that that's part of uh, part of the best part but yeah Zach we'll get you in there we'll get you a guest pass uh from uh Darryl Davis uh, our uh chief uh, uh chief in charge uh, of the FRC uh Danny how do you see uh Sunday's game in BC going down I'm fully on board the Calgary Stampeders train uh, to advance out of this game and head into Winnipeg on November 13th. What say you?
3: I mean, I agree um, with the caveat that in mid-August, when the Lions sort of rolled into Calgary. Team Calgary had lost to was the Bombers, which honestly are acceptable losses. It's the first um So we all sort of thought, (laughs) all right, you know, Nathan Rourke, this is where the hype train comes to an end. And then he was just, like, I've never seen a quarterback like that. Um, Now, the Stampeders were major pieces, particularly in their defensive backfield. And the Stampeders have been a team that was a lot better in the second half than the first half. Um, I honestly think, though, that it's going to come down to you. Like, the Lions' running numbers look pretty okay. I think there's a fourth-best, you know, team against the run in the league the first like eight nine games they were up by 20 points the entire time so you know teams weren't able to run against them and I think that their run you know runs per carry are, are not that great so for Stan Peters team that really seems to have unlocked something with this Diedrich Mills uh Carey combo and then Peyton Logan sort of coming in as well uh, I think that's a major advantage and then honestly I mean prove me wrong but I just I got to see Nathan Rourke actually go out and be a stud because it took him being a superhero to beat the Stampeders 41 to 40. Uh, I think the Stamps are on a bit of a roll right now. They've lost three times to the Bombers, so I'm not picking them for the West final, but I just think that they're a little bit more, uh, they're a little more hungry. They they, they look a little more just like they know who they are right now than the Lions, in my opinion. I think that's going to matter. And I think they're just going to run them into the ground.
0: When you got stuck there, the thing that that popped right into my head is they're more playoff hardened than the BC Lions. Yeah, I just see them as a more prepared team, experienced and and just built from the toes to the shoulders to to win in the postseason.
3: Well, and it's weird. Like, I mean, it's going to be minus 20 on Sunday in Calgary. So I don't think any of us are like, <laughs> "What the game was here. But I really just wanted to go to Vancouver because I like Vancouver and I wanted to eat great sushi and drink good wine and, and have a good time for the weekend. But I, that's If you're the Stampeders, yeah, you wanted them in, in BC place when it was Vernon Adams. The issue is that they do have an advantage through the air, and you're inside in a dome. So that advantage yeah. is, you know, like that might be a little bit more pronounced. Um, my thing is, again, at the time that they played that Nathan Rourke game, um... A, they made a huge mistake with sort of a three-man front, an extra linebacker into cover, and it just didn't work out. Their linebacker wasn't good enough at sort of dropping back there to make a real difference. Um, but they also, they moved Jonathan Moxie to the boundary corner, which has been huge. A guy named Javion Elliott is back. Brandon Gose, Um, And those guys have just completely solidified uh, the defensive backfield, and I, I, I do think Nathan Work will have a harder time. That said, he may pose he can't stop. So, you know, I, I am taking the Peters, but I'm not confident about it. it. I can easily see Nathan Rourke just coming in and getting high in this, if not being a blowout, because I think the Stamps are too good for that. The Stamps just not being able to keep up.
0: Zach, let me ask you this. Uh, off of the comment uh from matt Carr, who's watching on youtube i think this game could go either way says matt Carr. but calgary has a way better chance of beating winnipeg in the west final than bc does what's your perspective on that being a fan of the blue bombers as you are zach do you want the best team to come out of this game or do you want the team to come out that you think winnipeg will have an easier time with
1: as a fan i want bc baby I, I don't think Rourke is a hundred percent. He he had a fumble. He wouldn't usually lose there. He his throws weren't quite on point. They don't have the same physicality as the BC as the Calgary Stampeders, story, and they aren't as battle tested. And I think you can trick Nathan Rourke early in his career. The Bombers did it. They got a couple of picks on him earlier in the season when he was at the height of his powers. They're a dome team coming into the frozen tundra. And, and I just see us being able to out physical BC uh, especially at the, at the at the line of scrimmage. I and with work not hundred percent. I I see us and and then of course the most important thing is we can uh, roll out our favorite chant as Winnipeg Blue bomber mm-hmm. fans, which is of course BC sucks. And uh, we want it. We want to do that, I I think. But so, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather play BC for sure. I think we have a better chance. I think it's hard to beat a team four times (laughs) regular season and playoffs. And I think like like um, Danny's saying, like early on in the season, what shocked me was the Calgary's uh, pass defense was near the bottom of the league. But since then, I was just looking at the stats today again. they've really climbed up. And now you've given some context there, Danny, which is which is great that you're here to wow. give it a, a sort of insider view. So, that you know, they do. They are a complete package. They can stop the run. They can stop the pass. And then that run game, which would travel that scares the lights out of me because we saw it was peyton logan the last time we only beat him by two uh he was just running rough shot over that winnipeg linebacking core and dbs and um yeah the 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 running game of the Stampede scares winnipeg fans to death absolutely and for for a team that's going for a three-peat uh we we do not want to have to face them but we'll see what happens
3: is it is it possible and i'll ask Sky view, like is Zach Calera's better against other teams? Because, like, <laughs> <sincerely>?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well, we used to always so... think that Calgary, Calgary quarterbacks are always better against the Bombers than other teams, right? Oh. So maybe, maybe it's just a little bit of the football gods uh, sprinkling it the other way.
3: It's like a big part <laughs> of the way the Calgary D line rolls is Mike Rose kind of bursts through the middle, and quarterbacks take two steps, and either Oromolade or Lemon collapse on them. And Zach's like completely calm, just like runs to his right and just whips a ball down the sideline and, and and seems to hit his receivers perfectly in stride. It's unbelievable. Like I've since the real estate would have been 2019 semifinal when it was Watney and Calgary. And Zach just inexplicably, like I talked to Nick Arbuckle after that game. He said he couldn't feel the ball. He'd come in for short yardage. And meanwhile, Zach just looked like he was <laughs> the time of his life just whipping the ball over. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, hey, Danny, I I know you got a radio hit. I know you got a radio hit in in just a couple minutes. Uh, You're a busy man today and and rightfully so. You cover this league so extremely well. Looking forward to seeing you uh, possibly here in Winnipeg on November 13th, but definitely at the Grey Cup uh, in Regina, no matter who is there representing the East and the West. Uh, Thanks for your input as always, my friend.
3: Yeah, we've got to go to that pub you were talking about. I was chat. They love it. So if yeah. I'm there for West Channel, <laughs> we gotta. You're not saving that for Poker Cup. That's you're saving that for me.
1: Okay, now I'm hoping Calgary comes because uh, I want to get <laughs> in on that. Get a boar burger. Yes, let's do it. No doubt. Nice to meet you, Daddy. It's, it's fun. fun
0: Cheers, Danny. Danny Austin of Post Media joining us here uh, from Calgary on Bonfire Midweek. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Nick Kowalski, uh, OG (laughs) from Bonfire Sports, now with the BC Lions. Loved that comment uh, he tossed in a second ago when uh, uh, some of us were were talking about expecting Calgary to win or or you, Zach, wanting uh, the BC Lions to be here. uh, Easier chance. Screen recording in process says Nick Kowalski out uh, in Vancouver. That's, so that's if, BC, great
1: if BC comes yeah. in and somehow beats us, it's going to be like that Zach Schnitzer guy had bulleted board material or, oh boy. I don't want hey, I, I, I said it on the guy. Waggle
0: podcast. I, I was with uh, Donovan Bennett and, and Enoch Mwamba on the Waggle this week. I think I'll be on again next week. Uh, yeah, I, I think Calgary's the better team. I think they yeah. are going to upset BC on the road if you call it an upset.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't uh, even...
0: But. That all said, Zach, let's get into our CFL and NFL picks for the week. Uh, now that we've talked about division all-stars uh, and, and some of those uh, MO awards and the rest, uh, and look towards this first round, um, you'll see the numbers on the ticker below. Um, oh, I had the wrong one up there. Uh, and that is, of course, at noon central time on Sunday, any given Sunday, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, three point dogs in Montreal against the Alouettes, the winner going to the East Final against the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, we've been doing rapid fire on these CFL uh, picks, Zach, but maybe let's take a little bit more time on this because yeah. it is the postseason. Do you yeah. like Hamilton? Do you like Montreal? For those longtime viewers here on Bonfire Sports, I think you guys know which way I'm leaning.
1: And I'll just say this, uh, folks, stick around because I'm going to reveal the fourth part of our uh, TSV holiday, TSV, TSV holiday giveaway, folks. Uh, It's going to be a great holiday package. And this last one is a real doozy from from our friends at TSV. Probably, probably picks up on next week and midweek, eh, as we tee up the West and East final. But, you know, I I think uh, from everything I've read and heard that this this Montreal-Hamilton game is going to be a doozy. Like, I see Ticona Pauli, Transcona Pauly saying 24-22. Like, I could see a very small margin in that game. Maybe comes down to a couple plays. It's It's hard to pick that one. But I think I would go with the home team because I think... Uh, that that Noel Thorpe has got that Montreal defense humming. They're very physical. Um, I think their D line is great, and I and it's hard to trust Dade Evans. Like if Dane Evans plays to his ceiling, like he did against the Bombers, and inexplicably blew us out and threw five touchdowns into the game of his life. Yeah. Hey, he, he could beat any team for goodness sakes. He could win the Grey Cup, but he's just been so inconsistent. You know, turnovers are are the biggest predictor of wins and losses, and I'm just not super confident that that he's going to be able to put it together, but he he has played big games, so I wouldn't be surprised if Hamilton pulls it out. I think it's going to be a close game, but I do think that Montreal has been a little more consistent, and I think that Trevor Harris, is he's not playing spectacularly well, but he's playing well enough and not turning the ball over. They've got William Stanback. And they seem to be able to on second and long, just throw just post up a ball to Geno Lewis and he could just catch anything. So he's kind of your safety net there and and they have a few other uh, nice pieces on on offense. So I would you know I, if I had to pick, I'd pick the owls and, and maybe a bit of a squeaker. and it, and to be honest, it would be kind of nice to see a different team than Hamilton in the Great Cup. Uh, albeit it would be pretty funny to beat them three times in the gray cup in a row. That, that would be, uh, that would be fun too. So that's, love that's this, my pick on the East.
0: Love, love this comment from Tor- Troy. <laughs> <King> <laughs> that's good. Watching on Facebook. Clearly a Bombers fan. Tired of the Cats says, Troy, come on, Montreal. We need a new victim in the gray cup. Um, I like Hamilton in this game. Of course uh, you do. Of course I do. Right. Uh, Kevin Sproul. <laughs> Uh, says he's taken the Owls. Evans throws a late pick six, and Tie Cats lose by ten. That's happened seven times this season, yeah. seventeen times this season, seven hundred times this season. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. Tie Cats yeah. are on a four-game winning streak. They have uh, definitely ironed out a lot of wrinkles. I like them uh, against or um, in Montreal this week, despite them being three-point underdogs. What you can do is you can go to SIA.com slash bonfire, sign up, get a 100% bonus in bet credits. I think you can put in a thousand bucks and you get another thousand in bet credits uh, when you wager that first K. Um, But you can put in as little as $20, but go to SIA.com slash bonfire and help support us directly here on the channel. Uh, The next game, of course, uh, is the Stamps in Vancouver to face the Lions. I like Calgary plus the points, uh, two and a half point favorites are the BC lions. Does that tip your favor? Uh, as at all, Zach,
1: no, I still, I'd still take Calgary. I, um, I actually don't, maybe I'm crazy. Well, yeah, I am absolutely crazy, but I don't think it's going to be a close game. I, and and when I say that, I I think the stamps win by at least a touchdown, Darren. I, I think, like, I love what you said. They're battle tested. That run game travels. I haven't seen BC really handle a very physical run game. I don't think Rourke is 100%. You saw him underthrowing, uncharacteristically underthrowing guys in, in the in uh, last week's game at, at the Madhouse on Matheson. I don't think that that clears up. In just a week, and listen, he's under the lights. It's a playoff game, right? And and I think 5th BC, with BC with the with the way Calgary's run defense plays, Rourke is going to have to play at a very high level in order for them to win. And and I like what Danny said. By the way, it was awesome having those guys here, and for me especially, Danny, just because. Uh, I don't know that perspective about the uh, the Calgary Stampeders. So you get all the, the nitty-gritty details about the how their secondary has improved and why. And uh, that, that's just super interesting information. And I think with that secondary playing the way they are and that D-line, I, uh, I think they're going to eat BC's lunch. But I hope it's a fun, close game because you want those for entertainment purposes. But I'd, I'd take the... I take the stamps uh, sort of going away on this one and then uh, unfortunately coming here to IG field and, and taking on the defending champs. That's what I see happening. And uh,
0: a lot of people saying yeah. that West division final is
1: going to be the effectively gray the gray cup. I said that. that. Game I is- said that, but then you look at 2016 and 2017, what happens is the juggernaut Calgary stamp heaters go into the gray cup Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they somehow lose to the Ottawa Red Blacks and, and Toronto Argonauts, respectively, especially that Toronto game was, was just shocking. Just like, just the, the bounces that had to go Toronto's way in that one, Darren. But anything can happen in one game. You sometimes have the weather playing a role. So I, by I myself, I mean, even so Crow, I said that before, but... I'm not going to Regina or watching the great combat at home and saying, oh, for sure the Bombers are going to win against an East team. Like, you know, as well as I, the weird things happen in the Grey Cup.
0: So, Zach, you're taking Montreal minus three. Yeah. And Hamilton plus three. Or, pardon me, you're taking Montreal minus three and Calgary plus two and a half. Yeah. I'm taking Hamilton plus three and Calgary plus two and a half. So we'll see how that shakes out uh, next week. Now, last week, we have to go through our CFL uh, picks here, Zach. You had, I'm just pulling up uh, the schedule here. You had um, Winnipeg minus three and a half? Yeah. You did. So you hit on that. Uh, I picked BC plus three and a half. Womp womp. Mm Womp womp. yeah. Montreal plus three. They won by five. We agreed on Hamilton minus 1.5. They, we hit on that and Calgary minus 5.5. We hit on that. So uh you went four for four in CFL week 21. I went three and one. The good thing is, is I ran a parlay on those three. I got right and did just fine on yes. Sia.com <laughs> slash bonfire uh oh you know man going into i
1: i i went for it oh i mean nice job for you with the parlays and folks check out those parlays because they're fine and you don't have to bet a whole lot to to make some some uh some moolah there but i I'm i like look you get plus
0: points in taking yeah. calgary this week
1: yeah you might get
0: nathan roarked but it's sure gonna keep you interested uh in in watching that game no matter what
1: well, oh, absolutely, and I'm kicking myself because you know I got involved with the kids and and I forgot to uh, bet the house on Calgary again last week because I just <laughs> knew that Saskatchewan would just roll over again. And uh... but that's okay. I'm making a good NFL bet this week, Darren, and I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in it. Uh, let's should we get into our NFL picks? How did you do last week, my friend?
0: Yeah. So last week we each went one and one so after your abhorrent start to the <laughs> nfl season uh, i think we started what week three but uh you were entering the week two and eight you are now three and nine uh i entered the week five and five i'm still at 500 now at six and six you had uh cincinnati minus three and a half of course they lost to cleveland you had dallas minus nine and a half
1: yeah gregory like Nine and
0: a half. they covered yeah, baby It was, it it
1: got within a touchdown for a bit and I got a little bit frightened, but then, uh, Dallas pulled away, but inexplicably Cincinnati lays an egg uh, against the Browns. I I'm still not sure how that happened, but Hey, uh, you know, it's sports.
0: And for a second straight week, uh, I missed by like a point, uh, two weeks ago, I had Baltimore minus six and a half. I uh, yeah. home to Cleveland. I think that was a five point win. So I lost it there. Atlanta, I had minus four and a half. Uh, that was a uh, three point win at in Atlanta for the Falcons. And in just a yeah. game between two absolutely abhorrent teams. Uh, and then I hit on Tennessee minus two at Houston I'll admit I did not know Ryan Tannehill wasn't playing, but I felt a lot better when I saw Derrick Henry's all-time rushing versus Houston, and he did not <laughs> disappoint. He had over 200 yards. I think I hit a, uh, a player prop on that on SIA.com slash Look at you. Well. for Derek Henry to hit 100 yards or 103 yards or something like that. Uh, he nearly doubled that number, uh, so that was uh, easy money there. Yes, so uh, looking towards this week, in the NFL Zach as we wrap things yeah. in up here on uh, bonfire midweek uh let's hear your NFL picks
1: well i'm going to i'm going to continue that that uh, theme with the Houston Texans the lowly Houston Texans i believe they are, is the gm like some layperson that doesn't know anything about sports that's like a Preacher, or something, I, I remember hearing that. Nothing wrong with preachers, but you shouldn't be the GM of a team.
0: Well, he gave a uh, quarter million dollars to a guy that, like, might go to prison. <laughs> Sorry, quarter billion dollars quarter to billion, a guy, yeah, that may go to prison. Oh boy, like 25 yeah, yeah, anyway, the,
1: the, the taxes are a tire fire. Philadelphia is just killing it on offense and defense, creating turnovers. Jalen Hurts is the real deal. So, I, uh, I, they they're favored by 13 and a half on the road on Thursday a college night football off, game? off a short week. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and pick that low hanging fruit. Okay. Uh, w- watch Philadelphia just uncharacteristically lay an egg on me, but I'm going to take the 13 and a half because I did it last week with, with Dallas at nine and a half. So I'm just going to up it. I also have Philly on the money line this week in my my personal betting, folks. I mean, I just don't see how they lose to Houston. But, of course, it's Thursday night. Uh, Fritchie saying Thursday night football is unpredictable. That That's very true. That true. So I am kind of taking a risk here. But uh, I'm going to take Philly minus 13 and a half. Uh, the Fly Eagles fly and, and, and just drop droppings all over them. And uh, my other pick is unfortunately Green Bay. Sorry, folks, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but he seems to like to pick on those lowly Detroit Lions. And uh, sorry, Troy Clink, I know you're a Michigan guy. Um, I'm not sure if you're a Lions fan, but he does seem to pick on the Lions. And I think they they were pretty embarrassed in that loss to the commanders. I think they're going to come back and, uh, yeah, the minus three and a half, I, I, I think they cover that against the lions. Uh, I, I don't really believe in the Detroit lions and I hope one day long after I'm dead, they, they get to a super bowl, Darren. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think anything's going to change there.
0: Uh, so you got two road favorites uh, early yep. in the week, the Thursday nighter and then uh, green Bay Detroit uh, at noon on Sunday. I'm going to take another game at noon on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers have traded away. Everybody they have moved on from Baker Mayfield. They are going to start a XFL quarterback. <sighs> he was probably the best player in that league. Yes. It, the, the name is escaping me. So forgive me, but I, I still like Cincinnati coming off. Um, uh, A a primetime game this past week. It is a bit of a short week for them. Uh, But I do like Cincinnati to cover seven at home to Carolina. Uh, And then I haven't picked my second one, as I always do here on Bonfire Sports. So Vegas in Jacksonville. (laughs) I don't know if I want to touch that one. Atlanta is a... P.J. Walker. Josh Wolf has.
1: Sorry, Darren. It's P.J. Walker. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Athletic quarterback. Uh, This is the one I like. Another 12 o'clock game on Sunday. I like the Chargers to go into Atlanta and cover three. So, Los Angeles Chargers minus three at Atlanta. Uh, They had their hands full with the lowly Carolina Panthers uh, last week. Um, I think uh, the Chargers are going to go in there and and win by more than a field goal. So, you got Philly to cover 13 and a half in Houston. Rolling the dice. Green Bay to cover three and a half in Detroit. I've got Cincy to cover seven in Carolina and the Chargers to cover three in Atlanta. You and I both going two games favorites on the road. On the road. In NFL week nine.
1: We're going on the road and you are actually going on the road, Darren. I'm super psyched to, to see you on the, the, the CFL content at BC. You're going to enjoy some nice weather Maybe have some sushi, some some nice wine out there on the coast. Uh, you deserve oh, it, buddy. Talking. You've you've been killing it this year, and uh, I'm super excited to see you there. And I didn't get a chance to, to listen to the waggle yet. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. But our but our buddy uh, here, Mister. Mr. Moving Up here, Darren Bombing uh, <laughs> right. is 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 on the show again. So you must yeah, be no, doing I'm, something, right?
0: I'm I'm really excited to uh, to join the the CFL.ca team uh, as I have uh, a couple times in years past. Christina Constable, one of my favorite people in the league. Her and I are going to be doing some on camera stuff uh, before and after the West semifinal in Vancouver this weekend, and then back here in Winnipeg with the West final. Chris O'Leary of CFL.ca. One of my favorite writers on the CFL beat. Uh, him oh, and I yeah? are going to do some on-camera analysis before nice. and after the West final. So uh West final edition of game day after dark might be a bit delayed, but I have a feeling it's going to have some legs with it being uh, a game, uh winner go home uh, for the 108th or 109th Grey cup. So uh, going to be a lot of fun. Uh, keep it locked to bonfire sports this weekend. I will will be in Vancouver to see who comes out of that one to uh, face the Bombers on November thirteenth.
1: Absolutely, fun. buddy! I, I can't wait for that game. You know, I, I hope it's a close one, and I think it's going to be awesome to see you and Christina on CFL.ca. And oh, you know, you, we get to be at a West final. I mean, you think about uh, folks—you know better than I—the fans on this chat. Like, if if I would have told you in twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Or 1997, that Winnipeg would be in four straight Western Finals, hosting uh, the latter two at at home, uh, going for a three-peat. Like we have, we have lived through some absolute trash in Winnipeg, that 29 year drought, all that stuff. Uh, we don't talk about those Grey Cups uh, and uh, the the eight and ten Stampeders, but. Listen, like this is a great time to be a fan, and you get you get to see uh, an epic Western final against two Western heavyweights, whoever they are. It's going to be awesome, and I'm I'm not going to miss the the after dark for once. I've missed the last two, and oh, Darren, it's going to be great. Now, before we before we get out of here, I do have to show the the final piece in this uh, beautiful bountiful TSV holiday package, my friend, and it is it. I don't know if it's at the Bomber store yet. Of course, you can get their stuff at uh, Amazon and and Shoppers Drug Mart and Fanatics. But uh, Winnipeg Company, homegrown, great people. David Thompson, not the David Thompson. But this is a Bomber's bartender set. It's got uh, a sweet sort of uh, retro logo here. Very and then cool. you go around and it gives you a bunch of different recipes. Oh for yeah, cocktails. So you've you've of course got uh, the screwdriver, mojito, long island iced tea. It's uh it's got a measurement here That's so cool. you know if, if you're nice. like me, you could see uh, how much you're putting in i've got to have my sober second thought right a moscow mule <laughs> bloody mary you don't have to look it up on the internet it's right here for you and it even has like the size chart like how much you put in so you know this much white rum this much lime juice this much club soda they tell you how many how many mint leaves for that mo- mojito and then you get this sweet little stir stick oh yeah and, and a shot glass a shot glass it's teaspoons, milliliters, tablespoons, ounces. You can't screw it up, folks. And then you've got this top here uh, to mix it all up and pour it out. And, uh, of course, all in your Bombers blue and gold and (coughs) tidies up beautifully for storage, Darren. So I think this is an absolute marquee piece. piece from TSV, and they just absolutely killed it with this one. So you can have it at your holiday party. You could... You could be enjoying it uh, as you rewatch the Grey Cup, maybe in December or January, where it's uh, you're freezing your butt off. So there you go. I'm Trying to get the spoon in. Uh, so, folks, that's going to be we're gonna we're gonna miss uh, pick a pick a winner next week. Um, sorry, I'm going on here. I just want to want to show. Of course, we had that sculpted mug. That was number. That was week one. Then we had the official sideline gear, which is the hand warmers. And then we had the beautiful Hanukkah bush uh, Christmas ornaments uh, from the Blue Bombers, uh TSV. It's all great stuff. And it's going to be one sweet package for our lucky winner. That'll be
0: a great uh, holiday gift for you to either enjoy or uh, pass on to a uh, loved one or friend or, or whatever. That's a, a pretty great thing. So a big shout out to uh, TSV, the sports uh, More information on that uh, in the video description below. But I, I wanna mention one more time, our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery. You won't regret going just a shot down the street from True North Square, 175 Carleton. Uh, iconic for so many reasons. The food, the drink, 21 beers on tap. All of your favorite uh, Irish scotches, uh, Irish whiskey scotches, uh, Canadians uh, whiskeys as well. Uh, your cocktails uh, and tons of great drinks. Uh, your domestic favorites, uh, local options as well on a uh, rotating selection. Uh, they got there. The food is Excellent. Go check them out. The wings, uh the venison and the wild boar burgers are must-have must uh Jets game day specials. Home and away games are on the TVs. Uh you you'll have a great time uh with our friends at Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery. Uh well, nice. hey, that pretty much uh does it for us today, Zach.
1: Yeah, man. Like yeah, bring on bring on the playoffs. Great show, Darren. Awesome of you to get get some uh, All-Star <laughs> guests on other than me of course and uh yeah just just love it i'm gonna re-listen to this one as soon as i can because i want to i want to hear ted and and danny talk again seem like great guys and uh hope to meet them at some point and uh enjoy bc my friend i i i hope to see you on cfl.ca and check out the waggle folks Our, our good friend db here was on there and uh yeah Enjoy the playoffs. I hope they're both great classic games we'll be talking about for years. And uh, we'll be talking next week, my friend, teeing up the Western final. It's going to be a good one. Back to back to back, baby.
0: Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will see you next week right here on Bonfire Midweek. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the playoffs.